Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on our Ventura Forward podcast. We're always searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news across the 805. On this news, we're breaking down those segments and discovering all that journalistic point of view across the 805, and we've been rooting, tooting, and scooting, going through May and coming into April. Spence, how you feeling? I'm feeling great because we're headed towards Easter. That's right, folks. It's Easter break. It is not spring break. Let's call it what it is. And I love Easter. It's a fun time with the family. We still color eggs at the Spence house because it's kind of artsy-fartsy stuff. And speaking of fartsy, you can also eat the uh, product. You eat hard-boiled eggs. So we really have a good time with Easter at the Spence house. And I am just looking forward to a beautiful weekend and our conversation today. I know, but those record rains that came through this season, the roads are still broken down. But we're ready for spring, my Spence. It just couldn't be warming up. I heard maybe 70s next week. Is that possibly true? We're going to be bordering on 80 for uh, Easter Sunday. Whoa, 80. 80 degrees. We'll be sweating. As we know to our faithful listeners, this podcast drops on Fridays. Thank you so much for our listeners. Episode number 51 is getting set up right now. I'm very excited about this episode because we have a special guest coming in, a young man that I have known less than a week. We're going to drop him because of his intuition and his love for reporting the news and journalism in the 805. Had the opportunity to meet him at Foothill Technical High School last week through the podcast with Sabrina Rodriguez. She set up a great meet and greet with the press, and there he stood asking very inquisitive questions. We sat on a bench out in the front, and it came right across. A young man that I wanted to have his point of view of 30 minutes, and the son of a gun got me on April Fool's Day as well. Alejandro Hernandez, how you doing? I'm doing great, Spencer. Thank you for coming on in today, my guy. So for our listeners right now, give us a quick overview. I talked about Ventura High School. Right now, how old are you and uh, where are you currently living in school? What's going on? How you doing? Well, I'm 16 years old, going on 17 soon. Uh, junior at Ventura High School, live in Oxnard, though. So it's kind of an interesting dichotomy, Ventura and Oxnard. And I've been doing um, quite a bit of reporting for a few years and... I'm excited to continue. Spence, did you hear that? 16 years old and been reporting for a few years. I told you we were bringing in something cool here today, right? Is it school, and may I say newspaper stuff? How, what is your medium of uh, reporting? Well, mostly it's online, but we do have uh, print, a print paper that comes out every so often. And do the kids media. actually pick that up these days, or is that considered dirty, filthy, dead trees, and people love going to uh, the Internet site? It's more popular than you think it is. Really? Sure. Really? But not, okay. not compared to the, because there's only so many uh, papers that you can print. That's so. right. And that's such a great point. See, there's a journalism guy right there. One of the issues with newspapers is if you add something for the newspaper, that's a huge expense because they either have to reimagine, drop a story, they have to do stuff like that. Internet, endless skeins of paper. I know it's skeins of yarn. That's exactly what we brought Alejandro in for me, Spence, was to hear just the rawness of the Cougar press is still rolling and it's in existence. Do you have an idea of how many papers you guys print each week or each month? How often does a paper come out and how big is the staff for your guys' school participation for the paper? We print typically about a thousand papers per edition, uh, one edition per month, more or less. 
and we had about 50 staffers. You know, one of the things, too, about the newspaper that's great, and I'll even give this to the star, you can cut out articles and put them up on the fridge. There is something, the tangible part of the paper is, is still pretty cool. I was a paper boy, so I, I really love print. Uh, but there's, there's something kind of cool about that that's old school uh, but nice. But the Internet also offers endless, endless, you know, information. And that's, uh, that's the huge advantage that you have there. Yeah, there's no question. Because when it comes to, from a, um, from a writer's point of view, being published in the paper and being published online are not the same. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like being on the front page of a paper, having your story there. Above the fold, baby, come on. And Alejandro, what's your current role right now at the paper? Managing editor, which is about the second highest. Managing editor, okay, and I like that. Who's the, the current, what's the number one position, like editor-in-chief? Uh, editor-in-chief, yeah. And then who, who holds that role? Yeah, Avery Cameron. Avery Cameron? If you're watching this, Avery, hello. All right. I, honestly, I'll be honest, they didn't know I was going to come on. I thought it was going to be mostly about, um, well, we'll get into that, but yeah, mostly yeah, about yeah. me. Hey, yeah. Oh, it's definitely going to be about you uh, with this podcast, though. It's good to know how we got the introduction into you. Um, as I was saying, you asked some great questions at the Foothill Technical High School as you were representing the newspaper. And what was your experience, too, about learning about the food that me and you experienced with the Ventura Unified School District staff? Sabrina Rodriguez, president, was there. What did you think about that experience? It was incredible. I actually had never done any kind of um, media event like that. I've set up interviews, but, I mean, never wherever it was multiple, wherever it was people from the breeze, wherever it was yourself, of course. And I honestly, I didn't write any questions beforehand. It's just something that I have an instinct for, and it's, it's sequential um, because I also did a bit of mock trial, and that honestly helped me more with when it comes to posing the correct questions, asking the correct questions, than journalism has. It was good. No, it was fun. You were getting some questions out, actually taking them off my mind when we were there. We were learning about a new tilted skillet, which is going across the district's fence to cook raw foods. I've been to the tilted kilt. Anything like that? No, we didn't experience that on school campus, but maybe uh, somewhere in some other classes at the time. And it is high school, so I hope so. Uh, but joking aside, they're bringing back raw food. And I asked that question, Spence. You weren't there. I know you were working hard that day. You're doing wearing 15 hats like always the man you are. And I asked that question I think you wanted to hear about when did food go away? When did it come back? And it was about 20 years, 25 years ago that raw food went away. And now they're bringing it back. The food I had uh, in school was great. The food I delivered when I worked for the school district back in TL, not dissing anybody else, was horrible. It was frightening how bad it was. And I was so impressed to hear that they actually have, you know, live kitchens. This is, this is good news for the kids in Ventura. Absolutely. All right, Alejandro. Now, this is why we're going into the thing because it's about sharing that stoke. Knowing that our audience and mostly people that come in here, it's kind of maybe like um, a known agenda or known dialogue. We've brought Sheriff Fryhoff in here, community council members, board presidents. But with you, my friend, Spencer doesn't know much about you. So this is going to be a fun experience for us to learn more about you. So thank you for being patient. And with most podcasts, we start with that stoke. Your passion for Ventura. In our brief moment last week, I knew right away, even though you're from Oxnard and live in Oxnard, that you were worthy on coming on the Ventura Ford podcast because you love the city. You can see in the questions you asked. You can see it in your prideful things and the time you spent with me. So would you mind sharing with our audience right now on this podcast your stoke for the city of Ventura in the 805 like, what gets you excited and what makes you know that you care about your community? Well, growing up, I didn't much come to Ventura. 
In fact, when I was a freshman coming to Ventura, it was like going on vacation for me. When it, just downtown Ventura was so beautiful to me, it was going to like um, solving. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that place. Sure, of course. It was just it was there's it, it nothing like it in um, in Oxnard. It's not comparable even in the slightest. But uh, one thing that I started to notice was the entire ambiance of it, and I gradually became more and more involved through my through uh, reporting for the Courier Press, which is how we cross paths. So our things overlap a bit, though admittedly I'm not as active in the um, local politics, those sorts of things. Sure, yeah, I mean, that's fine. But if when you're stoked, when you came though, your first time you found yourself coming to Ventura more often was your freshman year of high school yeah. and being downtown. And what are some of your political advocacies? We talk a lot about agenda, uh, about motivation and agenda. Fair? Okay, so let's say that for us, we have that same motivation and loving our community and making it good. For Spencer, I do it like through women, children, safety, beautification. What are some of your passions that you see that you can contribute to a city? Well, for much of my sophomore year, last year, I was very much interested in urban planning, in um, public transportation, and those sorts of things. So this is universal, but uni uh, Ventura specifically is well positioned to become a more walkable city. But there's a lot of areas for improvement. But when it comes to general politics, I'm very disillusioned with mainstream politics. And I don't typically align uh, along the normal um, factions. And that's not a euphemism for communism or fascism, because a lot of people think that. But that's not true. <laughs> but you're just being like, the stereotypes. You don't fit the stereotypical mold through, the, say, demographics or uh, whatever type of titles or bubbles they want to put us in nowadays. Is that what you're basically trying to, Is that fair to say? Exactly, because none of them are, are perfect. And, it's, and dogma never works in that respect, because you accept, the, I don't know, let's say 50% of it's good, well and good, and it, it's functional. But the rest is terrible and brings the city down. So it's ultimately they're the same, and it's all cyclical, and it doesn't work. Now, in this podcast today, knowing that we can go wherever we want because having fun in the first 10 minutes, of course, is talking about your passion for urban planning and walkability and transportation, a direction that we could go? Or would you like to stay with maybe talking about your advocacy for having a voice in somebody who doesn't fit the mold of most people because I think it to be one of your passions. And when you met me, you said, I can be a controversial figure. And you said that about yourself. Spence, look at me real fast in the sense where I was like, dude, you, he's talking to me saying that he's controversial. I started laughing out loud. I was like, well, you're talking to the right guy. Then. Am I right here? What's going on? Absolutely. Spencer <laughs> is a controversial figure. And so that's why I wanted to come on the podcast because I want you to feel welcomed. I want you to feel loved. You know, I pride myself, hopefully, in being the number one controversial guy. You said you had heard of me before. Maybe tell our audience right now uh, what you had heard about Ventura Forward or what you had experienced. And be raw and truthful because that's the best part. Well, maybe I'm not as controversial as you, admittedly. Good. You take that cake for the, for the city of Ventura. But anyways, I heard very little about you, maybe like once or twice. That you were some like crazy guy who took stickers off and like cared a lot about graffiti, like some kind of Karen type. Uh -huh. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't. I didn't really investigate further. I love that a Karen reference. I thought it's Kevin, right? I'm a Kevin. A Ken. A Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. A Ken. I can Just see drop that. the AR. But I can see that. but when it comes to I, I don't. I don't hold much stock in rumors or things. Yeah. As long as I have a good personal relationship with someone and there's uh, mutual respect 
Totally. And, I mean, they're not saying anything, you know, that's totally reprehensible. Yeah. And there's no reason for me to dislike them. That's great. No, I saw that respect level from me right away. And I do see that, too. I like you giving me that reference about you being young. You know, you hold yourself really well. I still find it shocking that you're 16. You're obviously by far the youngest podcast person to be on here. So thank you for your time in that sense. And to be honest with that, because I need to hear that, Spence, because I do have the narc personality. And I'll tell you where it comes from. It comes from being the son of a grandson of a business owner. And I walked into a grocery store. So as soon as I came in that front door, I had the responsibility of making sure no one stole anything from us. So my dad would always say, watch them when they come in, watch them when they go out. You know, so it's always this perspective of Norn's Market, the grocery store being that one realm of my mind being protective. And then I lost Norn's Market. I lost my family. I lost my brother. In my mind, I was given a lot, but I was also taken away so much. So when I came home five years ago, the stoke is me being protective of the city, kind of like a dad per se. And so, but I want to be the cool dad. I want to be the dad that everyone loves. But then again, we got rules we got to follow. Am I right, Spence? Absolutely. And you lost your identity completely at so many levels. And I know what it's like to have something like that that you're attached to, then it's gone. And you're like, oh my goodness. You know, I had my best buddy in high school. When he left, I thought, what's the big deal? I'm telling you. And I'd say, it's like, Rick. oh, Rick's gone. Yeah. And imagine that happening with a business, with a family, with a family member so close as your brother. That would be a traumatic experience, one that I have never, my I've never had that issue. I won't go too deep, but in 1994, both my parents left the city of Ventura the same year, and I stayed here. I'll tell you my tale of woe, and it'll be yeah, quick. Yeah, no. we're not. You know what? Yeah, go. I never broke up with a girl. They always <laughs> broke up with me. That's why I was such a wounded soul. They always like, so that's the only relation I can have. Yeah, never. Uh, they always just said, "Hey, well, I'm out, dude." There's a little too much. But it's funny when you have breakdowns like that, you know, and yeah. and it, it can be, it can be traumatic. But I'm so happy to hear. I'm just going to glance back at. The idea that you're getting into reporting with, you know, such enthusiasm, I was worried that that might be something that was going away. What I see a lot on the Internet these days is opinions. Uh, this is what I think. This is what it is. Rather than somebody that will go talk to the cooks, talk to the service people, get the actual information, then draw your conclusion rather than saying, you know, this stinks, that stinks. And I think we're getting too much of that now. And it, it's good that you, you were doing actual reporting. Well, I do a bit of both, not exactly. Well, it's what, okay to do but both. Not, but you're, not, in the, not the opinion you're speaking about. Because mm -hmm. I am, um, I won't call myself, that says, ideologue has negative connotations. But I have my own, I can spin things. You got to have a stance and you got to have a style. Right. But uh, when it comes to like the uh, event that we met, at, when it comes to raw news, I'm very good at that, at staying unbiased. And usually it stems from me not really caring about the issues just doing my job and I don't have necessarily a pre-existing opinion. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it doesn't, like for example, I don't eat school lunch, so it doesn't really matter what, what they serve. So but it's not, there's no issue in me staying objective. Whereas with certain other things, I go pretty far. And because um, I'm also an opinion, we can get into that when it comes to my opinions as well. And that's more for my personal endeavors. But when it comes to pure journalism, it's mostly um, objective, a few opinions, though. Interesting. Is that something that you find to be that you just naturally acquired? Like, you feel like you can keep your opinion and your journalistic point of view separate? 
because like Spence is saying, I, I find that to be very difficult. And I'm learning kind of backwards in doing that, where you as a young man seem to be something that you've almost been kind of um, naturally attributes acquired. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, it's because I don't see any place. I mean, of course, they train you when you go into the press. But honestly, it does seem like a, a talent. No, that's cool, and appreciate you bringing that in. Let's get back a little more of your stoke here, Alejandro. Um, talk about urban planning. I want to hear some of the facts that you got for Ventura. You know, we talk about the big dreams, the big goals. If we have followers are listening right now, would you mind sharing maybe some of your ideas that you have to where we could become a more walkable, transportation-friendly, I like to call micro-mobility city? Well, I'll be honest. That whole urban planning thing was mostly a product of last year. I've kind of fallen out of that, so I'm a bit rusty on the, on the facts. But I did write a very insightful opinion last year. I, I believe it was about a year ago at this point. Uh, Ventura needs to become more walkable. It's on the Cougar Press website. But recalling my prescription, the number one thing was just to, because at that time, uh, Main Street had become basically walkable. They closed off all the cars. So my prescription was just to expand that as much as possible and to model the entire city to the greatest extent possible on the downtown model, Main Street. Right on, too. And what do you have, like, since you wrote the article, what's popping up on your head lately? Like, when you're walking around town, you're like, man, Ventura needs to just get this going or that going. What do you have going on right now? Anything? Noise pollution. Noise pollution? You're very, you alluded to it on one of your posts. But I don't recall where it was. It was near A school where they were driving too fast, over 25. Yeah. Yeah, and there was no enforcement. So I see that, and I don't really think like you about children crossing the street. For me, it's mostly about the actual sounds that come from the cars and its effect on health. So that's another thing, environmentalism. But those aren't necessarily Ventura-specific issues. The same could be said for Oxnard and basically all of the L.A. metropolitan area. I like it. I hear the sound, too. Very unique perspective there and point of view. Let's get diving in here. We want to give Ray Fresco a shout-out. Episode number 51, Ventura Forwards Podcast. Rolling through here, 16-year-old Alejandro Hernandez, Ventura High School student, giving his perspective about what's going on at those high schools, being a reporter. Let's get into some of our sponsorships here, Alejandro. The Ventura Music Hall. Have you been there yet? No, where is it? It's on Thompson Boulevard. Thompson and Santa Cruz area. It's the new concert hall. Have you heard of it? I haven't. Oh, my goodness. We got to get him going there. Back in the day when I was in high school, it was, we know as the VBC, the old Ventura Bowling Center. No longer a bowling alley. Top-notch music venue. And Ventura Forward can offer free tickets for all reporters that want to go there and take pictures and, and tag themselves. So look at the shows. We'll share the listings. Uh, there's a, so many great shows coming out. I should be dropping some names, but there's like sold out shows this week. Somebody went to a simple blood, I think simple blood. Don't know. Don't know. But I would like to ask a question. My first concert, yeah. I was old and I was a huge music fan when I was a kid. I was 18. Have you been to a concert? Yes, I have, but only one. I Which? went to sublime with my, um, I, I believe you know him, right? Evan. Evan. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the looking looking west. west? Yeah, okay. Once, um, but honestly, I'm not a very big music guy. To be you honest, you aren't. No, not a big because I I have my own theories regarding music. Not all music is bad, but I just it's it's um, it's a state of vulnerability. 
because mm-hmm. it can subliminally alter your consciousness. Could be very true. I sure. can get that because you do think and repeat songs over and over and over and over again, kind of creating something in your mind. Alejandro wants to get more of that. Okay, Venturi Musical. What about Spencer McKenzie's? I heard of it. You I ate- think I, I tried to pitch an ad once there, but mm-hmm. that was it. That's about the extent of it. Have you eaten there before? There's a seafood place, right? Yes, seafood place. What about, did you know that they host the largest cornhole tournament in the world called the Throwdown? Really? Yes, sir. Ventura has the largest cornhole tournament in the world. They're going to have over like 3,000 plus players this year, over $300,000 in guaranteed prize money this year. John and his team are crushing it this year. So I'd normally ask, what are you at Spencer McKenzie's? But I know you haven't been there. So if you do go, of course, get the world famous fish taco, which I happen to have lunch there on Monday. Fantastic as always. And if you want, go to the stable, the Ahi Tuna Pocket. Spence, have you had the pocket? I have not. I, you know, I haven't been to Spencer McKenzie's in a long time, mostly just geographically because I'm stuck here so much. But I got to get a – we got to go to the happy hour. The two-for-one tacos. Yeah, I've got to indulge in that with Spencer. 3.30 to 5 o'clock, Monday through Thursday, best deal in town. John's almost wanting – even though he's sponsored, he doesn't want me to tell about the happy hour special because it's such a good special. And the other side of it is, too, is that man is a hustler as in good hustle. Oh, yeah. He started swinging a hammer. Then he got into the – uh, the food truck, then he, I mean, what he did, and he, he bought a couple of the uh, Ventura County Fair um, kiosks, Corns. if you will, corn, yeah. He, that man is driven. Go and back I really appreciate how hard he works. And, of course, we want to give John a big shout-out for episode number one, podcast First number one. one. Yeah. Podcast one. number one, so go back and listen. I want to give Roy a shout-out right now. Spence, I've got breaking news. Alejandro, if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to hijack this podcast for one second. Go ahead. Breaking news. Breaking news. Thank you for the permission, Alejandro. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love this guy. He's great. We met a guy, Roy. Roy. He's been listening to the podcast. Awesome. He's working on building an application for Ventura Forward. We're going to stop right there. Okay. The there ball. could be an app. There's going to be an app. Okay. That you hit it and you can track things in the city, get help throughout the city, help communicate throughout different districts. Take photos of potholes. Take photos of graffiti. Yes, yes, and more yeses. And it prompts you to go places. And then we're going to have maps. that you, It might be in the county area. It might be in the city area. Our favorite restaurants. It might be in our favorite restaurants. Mm-hmm. We can help them out. Best pizza. Okay, good. This is great news. Thank you. Carry on. So, speaking of pizza, we're still working on Toppers. And I haven't even hit up Kelsey yet for a sponsorship. But I'm calling her out because I love what Toppers does and the style they make. Alejandro, when you have pizza... First off, I have to ask a question. Do you eat pizza? Not very often. I knew that was coming. If you did eat pizza, what kind of toppings would you have on it? Uh, ground beef, perhaps pepperoni. No guarantee. Okay, that's good. Ground beef. What about cheese? No cheese. Uh, cheese? I thought cheese was default. You didn't have to have that. <laughs> I was kidding. That was a joke, too. Now, ground beef, pepperoni. Would you put pineapple on the pizza? I'm actually not as opposed to it as you may think. Really? But I've never tried it. It's not my style. Wait, whoa, hold on a second here now. Did you just say you've never tried pineapple on pizza? No. But oh, I've tried oh. pizza and pineapple, so it can't taste that bad. But never had the pineapple like go on the oven on the pizza and come out like hot and the pineapple was hot? No. Oh, ho, 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 Spence, we got one here. I told you. 
Told you this guest was going to be groundbreaking. This is going to be insane. I told you. Yes, you did. Now, you seem to, and I'm going to dig into something. Please. A, a little left turn here. You don't eat at the cafeteria, and you, uh, you know, seem to have certain things. Are, are you of a diet or just? Yeah, I am. What are it you? It used to be a pretty, um, well, we'll get into it. They haven't seen my website yet, unless they know Oh, me. I got to look. Yeah, so um, it used to be a big part of my ideology. The point is that, like, the diet and the, your diet influences the way you think. So that's the entire premise. So it's this thing called animal-based, which basically means like mostly meat, 80% meat. And then after that, you know, like some fruits and um, I mean dairy if you'd like. So mostly for me, it's just mostly meat and fruit. That's what so a Greek paleo-ish, it seems to be in that. Uh, good. Yeah, okay. more or less. All right. Very good. The Ventura Music Real Estate. I know. Alejandro, I'm, I have a list of questions for him here. I'm, trying to, I'm really trying to figure out how I'm going to plan out this last 20 minutes. I love it. The Ventura Real Estate Company with Derek Turner, the man, the myth, the Ventura legend, the coolest dude in school, wants to know, Alejandro, who do you think are the three coolest people in the city of Ventura? Let's see. I'm trying to think. Okay, is in Ventura right now or from Ventura or how does that work? Whatever three names come to the top of your head. All right, let's go with Spencer Nolan. Oh, I knew that was coming. I, I almost penalty flag thrown, but you did not what? establish the rules. I was trying to get the spot that there's a rule, Alejandro. You cannot say the two most gloriously handsome, attractive men in the room. Start over again, please. Let's see. Truth be told, I don't know very many people from Ventura. Give us your three cool people at school. All right, let's go with um, Robert Wolf. If you're watching this, good guy. Robert Wolf. I like Robert. Why is he cool? Uh. Frontiersman guy, wrote a feature about him a while. Hopefully it's not a conflict of interest, but still a cool dude. Hit me up. <laughs> I like his okay. disclaimers. He's 16 with disclaimers. And, and you were worried before last week. He's 16 with disclaimers, Spence. I love yeah. <laughs> now, the other uh, thing, without naming names or saying definitely yes, definitely no, is there an instructor, uh, a principal? Is there is there somebody that you hold in high, high regard? They won't be listening. Uh, I I can't guarantee that. Okay, but see, I mean, I, I'm a very self-sufficient person, so I don't have very many. Um, not leaning know, on people. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. No, not not very many like mentors, idols, that sort of thing. Okay, good answer. But, Number yeah. two. Number two. Let me think. All right, I'm gonna give um, shout out to Looking West again. Okay. I mean, I already know that I wrote. I mean, hopefully these aren't conflicts of interest because well, the, the I'm costume not, is conflicts of interest. There's no conflict of interest for anything. Let's see. Stop. Pick one of the three. Okay. Who's the coolest? Uh, let's go with um, Evan. Evan. Oh. Okay. What's Evan's Evan. last name again? Brim. Okay. Let's go. Cool person number three. Who's cool? I don't know, to be honest. Okay. One more? Uh, let's see. Um, a face is coming to you. I can see him now. His blonde hair. I don't know. Let's go with. Uh, let's get on good terms with the principal, Marissa Rodriguez. Marissa Rodriguez. Yeah, let's go on good terms with her. What's great about your principal? She's actually a really good principal. If you're watching. Really. Yeah. What makes her like? What are you comparing that to? You're comparing it to your prior principals. What your expectations of principals are. What 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 makes Alejandro say that Marissa Rodriguez is a good principal? does a job. That's and all I expect. 
and, and not to get too detailed, but I think it's important. What do you believe are the most um, important attributes for the principal to be performing? What do you What are you gauging that off of? I don't know. I'm not an expert in that. Like communication presence. Uh, lazy fair. Lazy, lazy fair. Yeah. More hands off approach. Yep. Okay. Because it was interesting. Okay. Because there has been a lot of things at schools and high schools about, you know, I'm the PTO president for Cabrillo. We get into like little pickle and certain things and things that go across a district about there's fencing off right now. Loma Vista is being fenced off. Residents want to use it more. Like you're saying, the laissez-faire approach, it's actually kind of a good term. I like what you said there. If you don't know, it's French, most people out there. It means to kind of take it easy and to take a laid back approach to, to looking at things. Um, let it be. We do need that with our open space. People see that our town is being more controlled, especially kind of my government entities for things that used to be open, like schools. Awesome job. Let's go. Three people, Marissa Rodriguez. I'll have to meet her. Honestly, I don't know very many people, so. That's okay. Yeah. That's when good to go. To, when it comes to, like, you know, big name. We're rolling through our, our sponsors Anyways. here again. Ray Fresco, always bringing those tasty tunes, as we know, the locals. Alejandro, number 51, Ventura forward, wrapping it through here. All right, let's get into the brass tax search with our last 10, 15 minutes, Spence. You mentioned a website. Yeah. You have a website. So let me go through basically the, the main things I do. Okay, so I've done the, you already spoke about the Cougar Press. After that, there's the website, the Invictus Uncensored website. So by the way, my, my, uh, my nickname, I'm known as Invictus. Invictus. Invictus is Latin for uh, unconquered. Okay, I mean, I also have a YouTube channel, which I just started the other day. And I have a YouTube channel for the Invictus Uncensored, so two different YouTube channels. And I've written uh, free books, so I'll have them online. Okay. Nice, good work. Invictus, was that the name of that soccer movie? Not sure. I got to look it up. Good name. Thank you. And what, did you name yourself Invictus? I don't even remember how it happened, but I just heard it once and I, I liked it. Because um, my middle name's also Latin, so I thought it would blend well. So you go by the name Invictus, so people call you Invictus. I don't actually go by that. I just It's just a name that I use. Like a, not an alias. Like, you know, like when they have... Um, like they have in like sports, mm -hmm. and then they have uh, like the name the in quotation sure. marks. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, so like I boxers. Call, so yeah. I call myself that, and um, sure. yeah, that's my Instagram, Alex underscore V Invictus. I mean, Alex underscore V underscore Invictus. So if I was calling, I could say, now coming in the blue corner. The man, the myth, the legend, Alex, the Invictus, Hernandez. Something like that, huh? So Alex, sure. Invictus, Hernandez. Correct? Sure. I prefer my middle name, though. My middle name sounds cool. What's your middle name? Magno. So my name is Alejandro. <laughs> I love it. My name is Alejandro Magno Hernandez, okay. which if you translate everything into English, it means Alexander the Great, son of Hernan. Okay. Because in Spanish, uh, Alexander the Great is known as Alejandro Magno. So, is it Mano? Is it M-A-N-O? It's M-A-G-N-O. Magno. In Latin, it means big or great. Magno. So, let's get this going again. So, we're, if we're going, we're going Magno and Victus Hernandez. But we're usually mutually exclusive. It's like you ever call me one or the other. 
Okay, okay, we're getting, I'm breaking this down now, so we can just say Magno. I prefer Invictus. <laughs> Magno sounds, it sounds... We need, we need to get some notes people, here. People, <laughs> people used to call me Mango, because they couldn't spell it. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they sound pretty similar, so I don't blame them. Well, this, I mean, this we, we got it nailed down now. This might be my favorite part of all 51 podcasts. This might be it. Okay, so... With the YouTube channels, what are we doing? Why are, why are we creating YouTube channels? What's the message there? YouTube, helping my brothers out with when it comes to, because um, my main thing, because I have so many different like things going on, so it's kind of hard to like condense it. Well, tell me about but these things. I want to know about the things. I mostly, know about the things. Uh, mostly it's about masculinity, helping my brothers, you know, teaching them what I know. Because I, I won't call it self-improvement, but that's basically the, the niche that it is more or less. So helping them, but it's on different fronts. So one of them is more about the like philosophy of ideology that's being victus and censored. But gradually I'm moving towards uh, my YouTube channel, which is just me, because I want to create a kind of personal brand. So I, I've, the Invictus and censored kind of failed because it was like a like a void was writing all of them. Mm-hmm. So I want to you know combine it with my books and that sort of thing. Mention those books. What were the what were the books? Um, what were the basis of the books? Oh, you're gonna like this one. The first one I wrote, I wrote it with Joseph Juarez. I should have. Well, he's not from Ventura, but all right. If you're watching this, thank you. We wrote that book together when we were 14. We were like freshmen. All right, he was 15. But um, the whole plot of the book revolves around the juxtaposition of two fictional towns, but they're both both based on um, Ventura and Oxnard. And, and it's all about, like, the rivers separating them. So, like, one person character lives in one, one character lives in whatever. So it's, it's basically based on my interpretation and my difficulties adjusting to Ventura when I uh, began school here. Interesting. I like so it. I want, I, I want, what, what's it called? It's called the... It's, you're not going to like to spell this, but the Diamond Necklace whatever, go ahead. of El Prestito. El Prestito basically means, like, the prison. There's one in Santa Barbara. Okay. Diamond necklace of the prison. I like the river, though. That's good. I'm going to read this. All right. What was the second book about? It was like an anthology, uh-huh. just a collection of um, poems and I think like two short stories. And it was called Godless Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't actually remember if it had very many atheist themes, but it was just something that I wrote. And then the third one was surprisingly a kid's book I wrote with um, a few other people. Mm-hmm. Sheldon Search for Sandland, and that one was for a, um, a school project. So that one's the least uh, congruent with the rest of my message. I just wrote it. It didn't have the, you know, underlying themes. Can you buy these books online? On Amazon. If you go to my Instagram and you click the link in my bio, you can uh, buy them. Nice. They're prime, free two-day shipping. I like Good it. Stuff. Spit it out. Let's get it going here. Come on. Magno, I gotta get that out. Magno, let's go. Invictus is rolling deep here. Ventura forward shouting it out. So you talked about masculinity. I think that there's some people that might be listening to this podcast saying you're 16 years old. You haven't maybe even gone through masculinity yet. So what gives you the experience to share with others? What makes you feel that you've gone through that? And maybe what, what experience is that? Well, I had to learn it all through myself. How to um, experience a lot of hardship. So a year ago, if you asked me if I would be here, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it because I, I just I wasn't there yet. 
when it comes to these things. So I had to become um, masculine on my own, and I had to do this. Uh, I had to do all the research, and I had to learn all the little tricks and that sort of thing. So now I'm spreading the message forward, and I know that a lot of it I still have a lot to learn with the experience and, and that sort of thing. Sure. And there are going to be a lot of you know hard, hard nights ahead. Yeah. And there have to be, but there has to be. But um, I mean, when it comes to you know people my age, I mean they need someone who's relatable to has done the process himself who has gone through the um, trials and tribulations so when you were going through being a young man in oxnard and I'm, if i'm just kind of just assuming what you're saying to me you didn't really feel like you're having a lot of masculinity around you or a lot of role models per se you know you mentioned the ages of maybe like 11 12 13 you, and then at something happened a year ago when you're between the ages of 14 15 right through the adolescence you know um what was it that you went through that you felt this change that you wanted to be different and, and, and strive to get education to be different? Well, I got, it was like I had two um, guardian angels, I guess. One guy, I don't, I haven't seen him in a long time, but I met him once. His name was Michael. Hopefully he's watching. He um, graduated. I think I did tell you about him. Anyways, um, so yeah, he, he kind of inspired me. He told me that I should, uh, you know, focus on, on fitness so I, I take inspiration from him. And then also Andrew Tate was big around that time. And this period was around June of 2022. So I decided to radically transform my life. And today I'm, uh, you know, reaping the fruits of my labor. So I need to thank my past self for, you know, the opportunities. Even being on this podcast is a product of the work that I did six to nine months ago. Andrew Tate. Give me a background of that. Who's that? Uh... Big influencer guy. On, on social media? Yeah, and a uh, pretty controversial figure. I wrote an article about him as well. But, um, I mean, he's like a, a pretty good self-development, personal development kind of guy when it comes to young men. Very effective. But he's not like, um, he's not like others. He just really helped me. I'm not sure what it was, but I just went all in on his, on his, uh, on his I remedies. Love it. It, was, it was incredible. I love that. And just so our, under, our listeners, and I'm very clear with what you're saying, are you saying about like the remedies and your self-help? Is that just purely in confidence and, and, and in your mind or stature? Or are they, we're talking about material things as well. You're talking about like getting a new job, earning more money, these things. Or was it strictly with your confidence as, as, as a human being? It's everything. It's becoming the being all you can be, basically. I like it. Spence. Are you all you can be? No, no, I'm not. You know, it's like, and I started late. This is way really a huge compliment here. I talk about this sometimes with giving. Mm -hmm. I didn't start until I was 30. I was very self-involved and just doing fun things, but I wasn't doing anything. And the first time I, I really caught wind was donating blood and then doing service like with the Lions. And I started thinking about, you know, I, I have to start going out and making any difference that I can and doing things and getting in the community and yeah, I expressed myself on air for years, but until I hit the talk thing and started doing all of this and I saw what was happening in the community, it became a big deal. But I was old, twice your age, sir. It's all about forward momentum. So yeah. that's something I speak about is the mm -hmm. idea of a uh, upward spiral about success compounding over time. Yeah. So that's what I need to maintain at this point. So, and you're starting yeah. at a very, very good age to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, really a good age to do that. If I was at that age getting it on, I was older. Like I thought I was seeing some stuff, and I was dragging my feet until I was probably thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Until I moved back home and had my epiphany. You know, you just like, whoa, wait a second, I could do something here. And they come in different stages of life too. Like hopefully one will come again soon for me, and maybe for you, or maybe even for Tom. I think everyone looks for that moment of the fork in the road, you know. And hopefully Ventura Forward can help you find that, right? Can share that stoke for you. And that's what we've done um, with Invictus here today. It's totally allowed him to kind of take over our podcast. And man, you you can see this. This is a very unique podcast to where all of a sudden we're not being educated with the experience of this young man of being involved in his life just as much as we can with the Ventura Ford. And you can see that same vibe. You can see that same energy about us wanting to put it forward to show the good things that we can do with the small resources that we have and then people can see like a glowing light. So give us some examples that you're currently working with with young men. Is it mostly through social media influencing? Is it your writing? How do you find yourself currently sharing your stoke? Well, first let me connect it to uh, the idea of Venture Forward from my understanding. So cities are comprised of people. These people need to be the best they can, and particularly the men. The protectors, like yourself, there needs to be a strong men who are, are willing to go out to these meetings, or are willing to um, you know, stand up when they need to, not stand for the corruption, not allow, make, m- making their voice heard. And ultimately, I mean, I'm not promoting anything, but you know, like the Battle of Athens, I believe it was. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. It was basically like when there was a corrupt election in 1946, and um, and like these World War II veterans, they uh, basically like fought against like the the government, and then they um, like got rid of the corruption. I love it. So and then another thing, um, when it comes to that, it's all encompassing. So mostly, I believe my communication skills are best in terms of my writing. So I've got a lot of um, I got most praise for that, but I'm really starting to push into the YouTube videos. Because I think the best word is the biggest reach versus the most bang for your buck when it comes to being on YouTube rather than writing a blog or anything. I can see that too. I'm excited to see your YouTube channels. And I want to ask you the question on this podcast today, which will be interesting to see your reflection. Spence, with this new app coming out, I think we're going to need some articles and some stories. And we're going to be asking people to be writing I think Invictus here might be one of our first people we ask. Yeah, submissions are always great, and uh, that would be fantastic. So are you good to go? Yeah. Awesome. It's great. Well, yes, let's get it going. We're going to get some contributors going. We're going to hear that vibe and the stoke. We've got Alejandro in here and sharing that passion, that stoke. And it's been good having you in here. And before we wrap it up, we're going to talk a few more minutes, so you make sure you get anything off your chest. But... Is there anything else that you want to talk about that you feel so strong about with this podcast that you want to get out there about yourself? I know you have your website and you're getting your books out there and your YouTube channel, but anything else you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, that they need to stay focused because the biggest problem today, the, the main overarching theme is that people are distracted. I call it the mold. So the mold is the merry-go-round that is always open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, forever and ever. And it's the scrolling, it's the scrolling. As, as I said with the music, if you listen to the music on repeat, eventually it's gonna be nailed into your head. But the same thing can happen because I see people all the time with TikTok and they leave a video on and it plays on loop for 
five, six times. And I'm like, well, you're going to be obviously influenced by those messages. So I'm under the belief that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, but also indirectly what you consume. So everything that you see. So I tell people to simplify their lives, to be very simple, because if you noticed, I mean, I, I just have a regular water bottle. I, I um, dress almost the same every day. So the idea is that there are less points of intrusion, there are less areas where you can be subverted and therefore um, people can have a, a clearer mind and they're able to take action, especially when it comes to what you're saying with um, local corruption. Because people, I mean, if they're all busy on things that don't matter, then there's no time, they don't have the energy or the focus to be able to investigate any of the things that you are. So it's really easy to distract people. Let's go right there. I think Alejandro said it best. Ventura Ford in a nutshell right there. Keeping it focused so we aren't distracted and ultimately don't get what the community wants. Spence? It's a stoic. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, stoic. Not a, not a lot of the, yeah. the flash. Stoicism with Epictetus, if you've had the opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Well, right there, 51 coming to an end as the sharing of the stoke became stoic. With Alejandro Hernandez, the man, bringing it in. Maybe the first 16-year-old I've ever called a man. He deserves it. He gets it. He's my guy. Episode 51, Spence. Do you mind if I plug in my stuff? You, my guy? After I just closed y'all like that. You can plug in whatever you want. Go for it. Okay. So my website is in... Let me spell it out. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to go with the Invictus Uncensored website first. I'm not that active right now, but, I mean, stay tuned. There may be more to come. So InvictusUncensored.wordpress.com, which is I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S-U-N-C-E-N-S-O-R-E-D.wordpress.com. Uh, for the Cougar Press, you can put the CougarPress.org. For my Instagram, it's Alex underscore V underscore Invictus. Invictus is spelled I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S. And then from there on my Instagram, just go to my, um, go to the link in my bio and you can basically see everything else that I do. Let's go. He got it all in there. We're giving him the time because he gave us his energy. Episode 51. Thanks for coming in, Alejandro. Thank you for having me. All right, Spence, we're wrapping up until next week. You ready to get Good going? one. Yeah, this is good. Bring a little youth into the game. This was awesome. We need to speak to everybody, and we also need to listen to everybody. Everybody have a happy Easter out there. Go get the eggs. Give the bunny a kiss, and we'll see you next week. Let's go!